Hello friends and welcome to Slide Between the Pages with Beck and Amanda. Welcome friends to chapter 3.1. We will be discussing in this week's episode the Hades series by Tate James. Really excited to review this series because I love Tate James's books. There's not one of her books that I haven't read that I haven't loved. And she writes such a variety of different genres mm. within the romance genre as well. So in the Haiti series, we've got two books so far, Seventh Circle and Enneke. The third book, Club 22, is due for release in June. And the fourth is due for release a couple of months after that. So she's got a pretty quick turnaround time scheduled for the rest of the series. Uh, if you're not a person who likes series that aren't complete, I would still say it's worth your while to read it. Mm. <laughs> because it is awesome. Like, but Tate is the cliffhanger queen. <laughs> she is. I was going to say she is. So if, if you're really against mm. incomplete series, fair enough. But look, it is an awesome, an awesome series. Yeah. Like, you need to be a part of it. So don't waste time waiting around. Let's get into it. Support these authors <laughs> while you go and just read it. Um, Tate lives in Australia, so we actually met up with her at Magic Mike um, a couple of weeks ago, and she is freaking awesome. So Tate was born and raised in New Zealand, and as Amanda said, she does live in Australia now, and this is just coming from her website, which we thought we would just read this out. Um, she is a lover of books, red wine, cats, and coffee, and is not a morning person. I don't think, I mean... I'm not. I mean, it's in the feels um, right there, isn't it? <laughs> and she's a bit too sarcastic and swears too much for polite society and definitely tells too many dirty jokes. So, so again, I can Mike, definitely relate. We're, you know, we're vibing hard with that. Yeah. Um, now, this particular series is a contemporary new adult reverse harem. Uh, and I'd also kind of class it as a bit of a dark romance. It's definitely well. a dark romance. Yeah. Um, now, if you didn't listen to our uh, chapter two last week, go and listen to it now. Uh, <laughs> but um, in case you didn't, the a reverse harem is where you've got the one leading lady and three or more leading men with a Y2 scenario. So they're, they're generally ending up in that um, polyamorous relationship type thing. Which... Minus the harem pants and all their for There are no harem pants. I just don't know why you're so fixated on this. Um, anyway, moving yes. on. Okay, so triggers. Triggers. So you're definitely dealing with a lot of violence. Yeah. A lot of. Very physical. Very, it's very physical. Um, domestic abuse. Gangs. Gangs. Yeah. Um, so, if, yeah, if that's, not, if, that, if that's not your vibe, then. Yeah, don't read it. Don't probably read it. skip it. Um, skip that one. Um, but otherwise, dive right in because it's freaking amazing. Um, so we're piggybacking, piggybacking. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, off the Madison Kate series by Tate James. Mm. So while there is a bit of crossover from of some of the characters, and you do learn a little bit about Hades' background, we'll give you that overview here so you don't have to go back and read Madison Kate before you read this series. However, we highly recommend that series as well, and we will be doing a book review on that one too. So I guess let's just jump into the reviews for this one. Um, yeah, so the first book is Seventh Circle, and it's basically following uh, the character Hades and you'll learn through the book that she does have other aliases that she does yes. go by as well 
Hades is her gang name. That's her gang name. That's her, like, <laughs> secret squirrel name. Yes. Um, so she the, – the, the whole story is set in um, Shadow Grove, so same as Madison Kate, which is why it sort of flows on. Um, and she's basically, like, the leader of the entire – the entire gang camp. system. Yeah, like yeah. She, she runs the whole thing, which I think is really great to see a female character in that reversing position. The, yeah. Reversing the stereotypical yeah. gender roles. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I love the way that Tate has written that, and we are chatting to Tate at the end of this episode as well, so stay tuned because we are going to question her about, you know, why she wrote it that way and how she came up with that idea. But, yeah, I guess... She is the head boss bitch. And, yeah, five years ago, so her gang is the Tri-State Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. And five years ago she essentially staged a coup where she took over that gang. But what she did was basically take out the majority of the gang. I mean, she massacred them. Oh, yeah, she massacred them all. That's what she did. Um, And, look, there was good reason for it, and you'll find out about that. Um, But she did basically massacre them and she kind of kept a few loyalists and then built her own gang up from the ground. But to the entire, like, outside of the inside inside group. Yeah, you know, they don't exist. They don't exist. People think Mm -hmm. that they've been wiped out because of this massacre, which was actually staged internally. So, um, yeah, meanwhile, Hades is just in the background building up you know, a gang bigger than all the other Mm. gangs. She Mm. is the head of the empire. She's controlling the streets of Shadow Grove and all the gangs beneath her. Um, And And she runs a series of clubs in Shadow Grove, which is where the names of the books books come from. So, um, which I I love because I've always wanted to run a club. (laughs) So I was like, this is fantastic. I definitely think that as a club owner I could, you know, go out and mingle with the VIPs and things like that and, you know, show my face and yeah. people will be like, oh, my God, the owner's here. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I love, I love the idea of, like, the dancing and the stripping and everything as well. So oh, it's going to be a strip club. Yeah, it's going to be a strip club. Oh, yeah, clearly. Right. But, like, you know. Magic like, Ben style. Yeah, but, like, Magic Mike you know, a, a full, um, you know, upper class. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, I get yeah, ya. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. So one of the biggest reasons that Hades has kind of built her empire is to keep her very close, keep her guard up, but also Mm. to keep her close, uh, I guess, friends and family safe, which she doesn't have very many I think she's, yeah, she's really only got that one friend really, which. She's got one main friend and her sister. Yeah, that's it. Seth. So that's what she's basically done it for. And. Yeah, I guess, well, you could say her policy is just to shoot first and ask questions later. I don't even think she bothers asking questions. Yeah, I guess not. She's just like, <laughs> She's just like bam, you know, I'm done with you're this. Done. You're so, done. yeah, like giving a bit of an overview of the characters involved. So, as we've said, um, being the boss of this big empire has kind of made Hades put on this mask. Hmm. So she... She doesn't just do it internally where she's actually, you know, pretending to be this person with her personality and her attitude. She also does it with the way she dresses, her yeah. facial expressions. She's really perfected putting up all of her walls and making herself this stereotypical boss, if you mm. may. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which she's done professionally and personally. Yeah. Uh, kind of closed herself off. Um, so I guess just to break down a couple of the key people in her life. So we touched on Seth, which is her um, Persephone, which is her sister. Yeah. Um, you you actually do meet. You meet Seth in a little bit, a little Madison bit in Madison K. Yeah, Madison K. Um, yeah. And you learn a little bit about her story and why Hades is actually so protective of her. Yep. Um, and then you have her best friend Zed or Zayden. Yeah, look, I really love it when she calls him by his full name, Zayden Rosa. It's such a hot name. <laughs> but also I love Zed. But when she calls him, because she always calls him Zed, when I she know, calls him yeah. by the full name, I'm just like, swoon. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's such a hot name. It's like Zayden DeRoe. That's that's how, I in my head, that's what I'm I mean, you can't just say Zayden. You've got to say the full name yeah. if you're going to say it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> yeah. And he's her uh, second in charge, but mm. also her best friend. Her confidant. Um, confidant. And, uh, you know, they harbour secret feelings for each other. <laughs> But I, I actually love reading their backstory. Yes. So we're not going to go into the backstory no. here. We'll talk about we'll that in the spoiler. Um, but, yeah, there's backstory between them. There's hidden it's feelings. It's tragic and it's dark. Yeah. Um, so just be prepared for that. Uh, yep. Then we've got Cassiel Saint, who we meet in Madison Kate. Mm-hmm. He's actually um, a, the head of the Reapers gang. Yeah. Um, and one of the harem members, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, which is actually quite it. controversial as well in the story because they're opposing gangs. They're opposing gangs because of Hades' position. Mm. She does struggle with the control factor. Yeah. Um, and what others will see, like they'll see that as a weakness that she is developing feelings for someone because she's had someone who is essentially below her as well in the in the whole hierarchy so yeah i mean basically yeah so there's a back and forth there and and as i said we'll talk about this more in the spoiler episode we don't want to give too much away here and then the third guy is lucas Oh, like I just think, just read the first chapter. Oh my <laughs> god, like... I love Lucas. And I, I, I do. Yeah. I do. I, I do. He's I do. just he's got an innocence about him which is amazing because everybody else, well, sorry, the majority of the other characters in the book are these hardcore criminals, like with a, yeah, with a really tragic. Hardened. Yeah, they've they've gone through a lot. They've yeah had a lot of life experiences, and then you have. Sweet, Sweet little Lucas. Lucas. Who can move his body like a magician. Mm. Uh, yeah, so he, yeah, he's a, a gymnast previously mm. but converts that into dancing. Dancing. Anyway, we'll leave that there. Uh, we'll speak about that more in the spoiler because I've got a lot to say. Um, <laughs> and I think you should go and read it and jump back to the spoiler because our interview with Tate is not just going to cover this review section. We're also going to ask her some questions that will uh, feature in the spoiler episode and you're going to want to hear what she says, I'm sure. Once you finish Anarchy, you'll definitely want to hear more from Tate. <laughs> so this book, to Amanda's point before, yes, Tate is the queen of um, cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. This book does end on a cliffhanger. Um, so... Which, when you read the second book, um, 
it answers the questions straight away because you're not waiting the whole book, which I like. Yes, absolutely. So she's pretty pretty good with that. Um, so, yeah, first book, you're introduced to all the characters. It's all about the relationships that exist, the complications between those relationships and also about a third-party threat and where that threat is coming from and how they're dealing with that threat whilst mm -hmm. trying to, yeah. you know, navigate these relationship waters, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, ends on a cliffhanger and then we move over to Anarchy. Oh, Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the name is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it is based on another one of her clubs, but I think it also is based on the actual story itself, Total mm. Anarchy. I guess this is where we find out more about the threat, where it comes yeah. from. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the, I would say the whole story is really based around the threat and um, who it is, uncovering who is who, actually threatening her. Who it is and and also, like, there are just attacks coming from all sides. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you know, you're dealing with that and... Also, her trying to work through her the feelings that she has well, that she's realising she has for these three guys. Yeah, a lot more about the threat and and definitely there's a very complicated relationship between her and her sister. Um, mm. But, yeah, I loved Anarchy. Um, I really liked it. I thought it definitely took some turns that you weren't expecting. Mm. So the thing about Tate is she is just a literary queen like she will take you down a path and you're kind of thinking yeah i know where mm. this is going mm. and then the path literally just explodes under your feet and you're like whoa where the fuck did that come from so that is what i love about it love hate relationship really <laughs> i must say <laughs> because <laughs> no i absolutely love reading a book where it just goes in a direction that you did not see coming. Mm. But the hate part comes a little bit with the weight, but also with the with what actually happens. So, I, I've had to wait longer for books, so yes. it's okay. I will oh, forgive I'm, this. The anticipation building <laughs> definitely does it for me. I mean, there's something about a slow release, right? Um, <laughs> oh, like I was actually of two minds whether I wanted to actually even reschedule this podcast because I didn't know how I was feeling so I only just finished reading Anarchy in the last few days. Look I got a real kick out of it because as I've said previously Beck is super slow at reading compared to me um so I had already finished Anarchy and like I got a real kick out of sending her snapchats of all my facial features after as I was reading yeah, the final scene. She was scenes. teasing me. And I was really teasing her um and also as she was getting to parts and I just knew what was coming, I just was so excited. And then, you know, obviously she was absolutely, you know, heartbroken and gutted when she called me and, and I, you know, I, I don't I didn't even, even say anything. I literally just sat on the phone silent to you. Yeah, so I knew. this I think this is actually one of the biggest cliffhangers I've ever read in a book for a very oh, it long was time. massive and I loved um, it. So I, I, get, I think, you know what, I think that could possibly be a trigger. If you're not into cliffhangers, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, but in saying that, like, no, you've got to read it. Like, you cannot not read it. I mean, simple as that. Go and read it. Um, but, yes, I did get a real kick out of the fact that I'd already processed my feelings to an extent on the book, whereas Beck was just newly dealing with them. So it was quite hilarious for me. Mm. 
Um, yes. All right. I think that's really all we can say about the book without giving a spoilers away. So go and read them if you haven't already. If you have read them and you just wanted to listen to this to hear from Tate, then jump over into the spoiler episode 3.2 and get some more insight from Tate there. Uh, what I would say is um, just in the links for this podcast, you will find the links to Tate's website. Um, she's also got a merch store, so you can get merch from there. Mm-hmm. And she also has playlists for the Haiti series on Spotify. So we'll include links for all of those as well. I find that when an author has a playlist for a book, it's really great to listen to because it kind of evokes a whole other set of feelings. I do love it. Um, I Yeah, I am obsessed with Spotify. So if I can find a playlist or even if they include the songs in the, I love it when they include the songs yes, and artists exactly. and straight away I'll go and listen to the song, even if it's like just the first 10 seconds of it just to actually get that theme in my head and then I continue reading like I love yes. that it adds that whole nother layer absolutely to a story so I think that's actually one of my favorite favorite things when I, I do see authors including yep. songs in their books yes all right so we'll leave the review there but now what we're going to do is jump over to our interview with Tate so yeah what do you think about catching up with Tate this week it was pretty awesome wasn't it Yes. Yeah. Look, again, wasn't certain that I was ready to discuss things yes. with her. Oh, who was your favourite? Oh, your sorry, favorite? jump back. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't cover that off. Look, this was a really yeah, tough one for I, me. I don't know if I... I can imagine this would be tough for you. Because the thing is, all of them have a different aspect that I really freaking love. If you could have all of them in one... Exactly. Like, let's just say, yeah. be intense, look, I though. want the whole harem. Let's just call oh, it that. Not, I'll just leave it at that. I'm so having the whole harem. Picking. Oh, no, I'm not going to pick. I'm taking the harem this time. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What about you? Satan. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can understand it. Listen, I do have some questions that we will discuss in the spoiler, so I'm not going to say it here about one particular one. Um, but oh, I don't know. I just, I just, Satan just got me. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Look, let's leave it there. Uh, throw over to our interview with Tate now and then jump back over into the spoiler um, episode when you're ready to digest. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're catching up with Tate James today to discuss the Hades series. So, Tate, to start out with, obviously we love the series as we do love all of your books but um we especially love that Hades is essentially the boss bitch of Shadow Grove so she's really challenging the stereotypes uh set for gender so is that something you thought about when you wrote the character or did it just fit in with the storyline that you came up with uh both (laughs) (laughs) both things look I when I came up with the character for Hades back when I was writing um, Madison Tate series um, I uh, th- like the first time Hades is ever mentioned in Madison Kate is in book one of yeah in Hate towards the end when they go to a party at the warehouse yes yep. uh, that's the first mention of Hades and I knew then that it was that she was a, a boss bitch that was in charge of her own empire and all the rest of it it just it that's just 
how she sort of formed in my brain. And then I kind of just like ran with it. And I was like, let's just flip all the gender stereotypes and have her save her damsels in distress. Yes, <laughs> I, I love it. I, I'm there for it, that's for sure. Like it's mm. it's amazing. Like, especially because, you know, they call her Sir, which I just think is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think people's reaction to um people's reaction to some of some of the endings I've written in terms of um how I've dealt with the female happily ever after has yep. pushed me to go harder on on challenging gender stereotypes and and making people really question why they think that happily ever afters are consisted of x y and z and nothing else yeah and i totally agree yeah so yeah so that's that's kind of making me with with every new main character i'm <laughs> pushing the boundaries a little bit further and you know what like if it doesn't gel with everyone like fuck it i know i know because seriously it's not going to because you still have those people out there that just are so close-minded and as you say they've just got a very set mindset as to exactly how everything should be but if you actually question them about it they don't have an answer for why that would be the case they're just like because it is it's, like yeah, they're just it's, their, it's their mindset they can't be swayed because yeah. they're so closed it, off it is it is the way it is because that's how romance has always been written yes. so until starts writing it differently it's always going to be the way it is exactly which is which is why we love your books um do you have any favorite character from the series from Hades series yeah um look I I I enjoy all of the characters and that's why I write reverse harem because apparently I just can't keep it in my pen I mean <laughs> Yes. Well, we're having that issue at the moment where yes. we're like, what are we going to review? And then we're looking at all of the, the books in our list. And I was like, they're all reverse. Harem. Yeah, <laughs> we, we like, need we to need... expand. <laughs> like, once, once you go, once you go multi, you never go back. I know, it's true. And even when we were discussing our favorite characters ourselves, like Beck was straight away like Zayden. I was like, yeah, look, I'm there for him, but I'm honestly there for all three of them. Yeah, like, it's very hard. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, look, they all have they all have their sort of their good points and bad points. But yes. what my favorite at the moment is not necessarily a character, it's a relationship. Yes. That I really and that is Hayden Zest. Like yeah. their their whole <laughs> their whole drama with each other just Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Deliberately misunderstood. Like everyone's mm. being like, oh, how can she be so dense? And I'm like, she's not. She's lying to herself. Yeah. I know. She's in denial. See, yeah. look, see? Yeah. See, look, even Beck was saying this last night. She was like, yeah, I don't like how she always like puts him back into the employee, employer thing when they're meant to be best friends. And I'm like, yeah, because it's like tied up in so many other things, like their past and you know what mm. happened with Chase after she kissed him and yeah. all of that type of stuff. So yeah. She's watched look, they've both got a lot of baggage and their so relationship much. has a lot of baggage. And for her, he's like him as her best friend and as her second and as her employee, he's yeah. her safe. Exactly. And he doesn't want that to change because like she's that's too scary, scary. That's, it's yeah horrible for her. yeah 
yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, we we did discuss that heavily in our spoiler chat that we had basically all the nuances of their relationship and all the little petty things that Zed does when he's jealous. It's, it's hilarious. It's still my, it's still my favorite. I love his jealousy. I know, yeah, the jealousy yeah. is the best. And I, I actually really love that he um, is a Supernatural fan. I love that you write that in. She's been hanging on to this. Uh, she highlighted it in the book I and did, everything because I love Supernatural. I was like, "Yep, I love it." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just it just fits him. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I feel the pain because I was also like that at the last episode of Supernatural. <laughs> sure. So, were there any scenes or storylines in the book that you kind of abandoned before you? before you published it? Um, yes and no. I'm a really linear light writer. Like I can't, I can't write scenes all over the place. So yeah. I never really cut any scenes because I don't write them unless it fits. Um, there's been heaps of scenes that I've wrote, scenarios that I've thought of where I've been like, oh, I really want this to happen or... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even tell you this one because I think I'm going to make it work. But it's <laughs> like just the most like, and I think I did this like when I was only a third of the way into book two. I voice chatted Heather and I was like, I've had this idea and this like just work with me here. And I like, like just talked out this whole scene that is was so completely like she was like how the fuck are you what how is how are you gonna fit that in and I was like I don't know man I don't know she was like she's like the only place you can put this is book four and I was like done it's going into book four <laughs> it's just gonna go in why thank you you've just validated me it's happening <laughs> I was like but you can see it working so it's it's gonna work yeah. <laughs> oh. I come up I come up with scenes that don't necessarily fit the point of the story that I'm at at the moment but I, I reckon I can make it work yes that's the best because yeah like you're like you've obviously thought that far ahead so then you're kind of creating all the bits and pieces which I think is like why your books are so well received because honestly like I was saying yesterday when we were chatting about it like I'm following this path that you're sending me down. I'm like, yes, yes, I know where this is leading. And no, then you, you just explode no, the path don't. in my face. You have no idea. And I'm like, story. damn, okay, it wasn't going there. So <laughs> I love that it keeps me on my no, toes. No, I was going to say, when she was saying this, I'm like, no, you have no idea where it's no, going. But I think <laughs> I do at the time. And then I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah. yep, no, didn't see that coming. Cool. Your <laughs> plotting is ridiculous, but. It's like Dora the Explorer's map. Where, like, it's the most simple map you've ever seen in your entire life where she plots and, like, she, like, does a rough sketch of, like, a tent and, like, a monkey and then, like, finish. And that's, that's how I... And so I have my, like, random waypoints that Dora has, like, drawn in crayon and, um, and I have to figure out how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like honestly i just would love to just pick your brain on things like all day long <laughs> i feel like you would get me like sing the backpack song while i go so 
obviously you've got the ball gowns and books event coming up in 2023 which already has like so many awesome local and international authors lined up have you got any insider information for us on what to expect no <laughs> i thought that might be the case but you know you just you gotta ask the question just in case <laughs> Look, i would i would strongly recommend a vip ticket um okay noted i feel like that is i feel like that is a hint like of what to expect so you yeah, know there you go okay. we've got that on the list for sure love it yeah. so do you have any author collaborations planned for any upcoming books um nothing set in stone at the moment um co-writing is really hard mm. to coordinate schedule like oh, that's the oh. hardest part is just coordinating your schedule especially when you're each working on uh like other projects at the same time um i know jamin and i are planning on doing um a bonus epilogue for um no the other one arbon for <laughs> oh yeah yep We've already done a bonus epilogue for Dark Legacy. We're doing um, one for Arbonne Academy um, to box set those three. Nice. We've got this really sick cover for the box set that we just haven't used yet, so we need to do that. Um, we've also started um, discussions around a new series um, that we just can't quite nail down the covers for. <laughs> yep. And we can't write it without covers. Need that visual representation. So that's sort of on the cards. I really want to get some of my co-writes at CM finished, but again, scheduling is a bitch. So yeah, not sure. really. No, cool. I, I mean, we yeah read a lot of your collaboration books, and I do love them. So I'm excited to see what comes out of that. Um, and I guess this touched on something you were discussing before in terms of, you know, how people react to your happily ever afters and things when you're pushing the boundaries, but how do you deal with bad reviews? I know that like given your personality, probably most of the time you're able to brush that off, but I imagine sometimes it would affect you. Look, I don't, this is a, a this is a choice that varies from all stores. I don't read my reviews. I haven't read my reviews since day one. It was like one of the first pieces of advice that other experienced authors gave me. Don't read your fucking reviews. Because reviews aren't there for the author, they're there for readers. True. I'm not reading my books, I don't read my reviews. <laughs> so I have, um, my um, assistants will, you know, if, if there's a dramatic drop in my star rating or something and I'm like, oh fuck, I've just been hit with a bunch of low stars. I'll say to them, hey, guys, can you just go and have a read of those reviews and see if there's anything that I need to know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, whether people don't connect with the character or they think there's too much swearing or they think there's too much sex or they think there's not enough sex or they think that they didn't like the ending or they think that the main character should have quit her job, like gotten married and banged out a bunch of kids, that's not – I'm not going to – I'm not going to rewrite my book. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to come in and rewrite my book based off of bad reviews. Unless, like, unless I have a thousand one-star reviews being like, this book is fucking terrible. In which case I'd just unpublish the sucker. Like. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I think that's like a very good stance to take because, yeah, as you say, like, 
yeah but it's you, not really affecting me. i but i actually don't read reviews either like if i were like i will i don't know i'll just go and if it comes up in my suggested reads or whatever yeah that's where i, I won't even half the time I, if you tell me to read a series i don't even read the blurb i'm just like I yeah i don't read i don't read the blurb either because i think that blurbs can often be really spoilery and i don't yeah. like if a blurb yeah. gives away too much to me like if a blurb even tells me who the main character's name is i'm like too spoilery i know what's going to happen here yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I don't read half of it and then I'll be like oh my gosh I love this book and then Amanda will be like what is it I'm like oh I actually didn't even check the name on it. I'll go back yeah, and she's read terrible. it she's I terrible. just go by like you know things I've read and then yeah and then I'll continue on with that author as well and that type of thing so yeah I do go down there reviews are fantastic and they're there for other readers you know they're, they're not nothing there is going to make me rewrite my book yeah. I've, I've produced a book that I'm happy with that I I enjoy the story that I'm proud of and if some people don't like it okay cool like not every book's for every person but mm -hmm. just reading negative comments is going to drag me into such a horrible negative headspace where I'm like I can't write nobody likes my writing I can't do this and and I will I will literally not write anything for the next three weeks because of one shitty comment that I've read exactly yeah exactly. and, and I'm still not going to rewrite that book no so <laughs> no I love that you're just unapologetically you and that's what you got to be so yes perfect all right well thanks for chatting with us yeah, we will you. no doubt talk to you again soon awesome thanks guys hey, see ya bye.